Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk setting called New Etica. I am your Dungeon Master Luke, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain, a level 2 fighter. Jeff, I play Gage, level 2 wizard. Yo, it's Peter, I'm playing Spigs, level 2 artificer. Trav, playing a level 2 monk called Little Moss. Alright, so I'll get all of you boys to roll a d20, and the lowest shall tell us and recount the tale of what happened previously on Beyond the Dice. Little Moss, 15. I rolled a hand of fingers. What? I don't know what that means. That's five. One hand of fingers. Could you be any more obtuse? I've got one finger for you that I think you might be interested in. Oh, you're lower than me! At any point, I rolled a two, so... I rolled a 17. Alright, so what we'll do is... Jeff, you can tell us about what happened to the entire group previously. And then you can... Um, maybe maybe someone else can do that bit. And then I'll do, I'll do what Gage has been up to after that. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, yep. So who got the second second lowest? Peter. Five. Peter. Or five. Or we don't four. count thumbs. Whichever one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't count thumbs. Okay. So Peter, you tell us what happened previously uh, to the entire group, and then we will cut to Jeff, who will tell us what uh, Gage has been doing previously on Beyond the Dice. Eventually, our companions had rocked up to Terry's diner after some poodle distractions. Um, and we had to face off against the mechanized bugbear who absolutely pounded us into the ground taking barely any damage from us and he left us uh, in a fiery blaze as he blew up Cortain's borrowed motorcycle and he fled the scene while we were dragged to safety from some unknown character. What happened between then was all of you who were um, unconscious and even those who were conscious were uh, rushed to the hospital. You were healed uh, and and your wounds attended to detectives, two detectives, a half-orc detective and a human detective spoke to you um, and said that you're free to go home and that they're going to look into this and they might call you at another time. Uh, to be witnesses, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. Um, then they pretty much sent you home after, um, you know, doctors and healers had attended to you. You have spent a few days sort of like recuperating um, and Cortain has uh, just recently called you all to meet in a, um, in a location uh, in... In an alleyway, um, at, at at a secure location in an alleyway, to talk about this next mission, uh, somewhere that's somewhere that's not so public. So, Gage or or Jeff, I should say, do you want to tell us what Gage has been up to since um, being dragged out of the fire of Terry's diner? Yeah, so Gage woke up in the hospital as well, but um, alone, and the two police officers, um, investigators had decided to pin everything on him and that was not good. Gage had to escape that situation. Um, tried lockpicking um, to escape and he managed to eventually um, take out take out a guard a police officer and then assume his identity steal his car and escape the hospital. Uh, he then went to the scene of the crime, try and clear his name and to find out more about the Edict of Ayer. Um, he almost got caught several times in trying to do so, but he managed to get enough evidence to clear his name and um, all our names as well. Um, he could only take his car back, so Spiggs's car is still trapped at the diner. And uh, also, the Edicts are very... Um, they're a lot more cashed up than he expected. 
Um, so we, he still needs to find out more about that. He then went to um, the couple's house. Um, there was a there was a there was a young couple in the back, and they'd been shot. Um, what the the guy died. Uh, the girl didn't. That was with them. Uh, but he went back to find out if she was okay and try and get more information, try and track down the Edict of Ayer. Um, Yeah. And now he's back on his feet and doing much better, trying to piece everything back together until he gets a call to meet up with you guys. He also called you guys at one point, go, hey, just then, you know, not dead. Thanks. Thanks for checking up on me. <laughs> um, yeah. start with all of you in a um, in an alleyway Cortain you got there early and scattered out the place um, uh, Spigs when you rocked up you placed a little device that would block out any recording like a like it's a scrambler um, your wife um, it's glist right yes yeah glist she Terrible built this name. little device. Um, it's a consumable, so it's like a little, like you can use it like a grenade. You place it down or throw it and it will scramble recording. Um, this is like the first one that she's been able to make for you. Um, it, it, um, it'll scramble for, for only a short amount of time. There's a primary objective, which is to tap into the nightclub database system, uh, with, with the hardware. Yep. And the secondary objective is to make it seem like a burglary so that they don't go checking through any of their computers and that sort of stuff to, to check if it's a, if it's a burglary, they'll think it's just a quickly, a quick break in and, uh, you know, grab the cash and go. Um, you're going to have a fifth member with you. Um, it is the person that actually saved you from the fire. Okay. Uh, his name is Winter. Winter. He's an elf. He's going to be working as a scout slash overwatch. Um, he's got a, um, a very special pair of goggles that will allow him to see some thermal imaging through walls. Um, but he can only like, it's, it's got a recharge so he can use the thermal, thermal, uh, imaging unit on his goggles and then, that will last for a small amount of time and then he'll have to turn them off and then recharge it. Uh, so you guys, um, if you do the, if you complete the primary objective, it's 6,000, um, credits. If you complete the secondary, it's another 4,000 for a total of 10,000 credits split amongst, um, the five of you minusing the 25%, um, fee from Thundergunk. So you will end up getting 1,500 credits each if you complete both objectives without being caught or killed. So once everyone has arrived in the alleyway, I turn to turn to the crew, turn toward, like, gesture with my hand towards a stranger that is also in the alleyway with us, kind of half hidden in shadow. Let's say, guys, this is this is Winter. He's going to be uh, joining us on this on this operation. He's just so you're saying be... Winter is coming? No, I'm saying Winter is already here. Oh, yeah. Ominous. If he was coming, he wouldn't be here. He'd be somewhere else on the way. And the figure that uh, Cortain is motioning to off in the shadows steps out. You see an elf, uh, slender figure. Probably about five and a half foot tall, not incredibly tall, um, you know, sort of average height. Steps out with black, slightly graying uh, black hair, wearing tight-fitting black tactical gear, uh, a black cloak with a hood, and upon his forehead there is a, um, a fancy-looking set of goggles that have four lenses on them. There's a big sniper rifle uh, on his back. He steps out and he says, I'm happy to meet your acquaintance. I'm Winter. How are you all? He bows slightly. Uh, I'm Gage. Gage walks up, extends his hand out to shake his hand. 
Winter grasps your hand firmly and shakes it. Steps backwards. Said Moss presumes he can't be seen. <laughs> right. Moss can't. Oh. Winter's just looking at you, and he looks to Spigs. Hey, uh, name's uh Spigs. Oh, Spigs, Spigs Tendenza, full name. Winter extends his hand. Guys also noticed, but didn't comment on. But Spigs has, from the previous encounter, rocked up with a bit more uh, padding. His suit is now no longer wearing just his uh, tactical vest. Um, he's replaced it with um, some sort of like, as it's kind of all like rounded, sort of armored plate um, with like so dark. like power armor. Yeah, yeah. Winter has his hand out still, like um, pointed to to shake yours, and then he retracts it and he lifts an eyebrow, turning to Cortain, and he says. You've got a bit of an odd bunch here. I've attempted to um, greet them, but one seems to be standing there in a shadow, staring at me, not saying anything. And the other one here is uh, playing with his armor and not... Anyway, uh, Cortain, what are we doing on this mission? We have been given a mission where we have three days to case and break into... Uh, the nightclub, which is, uh, it's, it's like, is it some sort of bar slash nightclub? Like it's actually a club? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's actually supposed to be called the night nights club. Like the night owns it. The nights uh, club. Ah, the nights club. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, we're supposed to go in there. We've got two objectives. The primary objective is to go in there. Uh, connect some sort of device, tap it, uh, I don't know what the words are for it, but and so we can transfer information um, secretly to to our contractor. Or, um, and that's the first, that's the primary objective. Secondary objective is to make it look like a cash grab break-in so that they don't go looking for any kind of, um, any further, any further issues or any, any plants. Uh, also, we're not allowed to kill anyone, so... Well, I guess I won't be needing these. And he, um, Winter, pulls off of his, um, sniper rifle, takes out a cartridge with some really, like, really big bullets in there, tucks them into his tactical vest. At his side, he pulls out a another cartridge with some, um, some almost flat-ended, um, bullets, and he clicks them in and he says non-lethal it is and he uh, clicks the bolt action on his rifle and uh, smiles and says so three days we have to case this place um, and I've where do we start I've been given the piece of hardware we're supposed to connect up um yeah you've been given it okay. by um, Thunder Gunk so I oh. go in and, and give it to uh, I know like Gage Biggs, which one of you is? Um, just, take just a quick pause. I did have yep. a, I did have an idea. If we weren't to already have something to bug the place with, if you wanted to transfer. Well, the only thing is the um, the contractor is like very specific about this particular thing has to be plugged into. Ah, damn it! Um, no, yeah, I use it for later. Don't worry. J- just because, um, otherwise, if they're getting technology from some random mercenary. You know, that information could be going anywhere. True. So, yeah, yeah they're keeping it See, secure. Seems like they don't trust us. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I wouldn't mind a clip of the ticket. Just, just, you know, just run the information through some of our servers before we pass it along sort of thing. See what they're watching. Well, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be too bad. I don't know about any of that, but here's the device they gave us. Okay. Yep. Uh, Gage grabs it and has a good look at it. Cool. It looks like a um, a square microchip on the uh, on each corner it has um, these four little sort of um, spider-like legs, and on the the back side of this uh, microchip, there is like all these like a, a bunch of different types of pins and little um, tiny tubes that are sort of hanging from it. It's probably about 
uh, two centimeters by two centimeters. Uh, it's in like a it's in a plastic case. Yeah. So this is something we'll have to like open a computer and then put insert it inside, sort of thing. Yeah. Like it, it won't be something like like you can't just throw it at something and have it work. It's gonna take a few moments to connect everything up. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, so the files are inside the computer. Yes, the files are in the computer. <laughs> ah. Look, I'm just gonna put it out there. I think I should be the one to sneak in. I think you could sneak in. I don't think you're the right person to put this device on there. Yeah, but I can sneak in with the person and then make it look like a robbery. I can be real sloppy, you know, which is counterintuitive for me. But we need to make it look convincing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Well... I think I think you are the most qualified person to make this look sloppy. <laughs> Winter laughs pretty loud. Then, <laughs> oh, that's uh, you. You guys are you guys are some good fun. Uh, just give me one second. I want to tap into your comms. Can somebody uh, link me? Um, Gage flicks up his AR, and then. Brings up the AR, like the networking between each other, like to see each person around, and he sends in the link through that. Thank you, Gage. Uh, hold on, I am accessing uh, historical databases, construction, uh, and here you all go. You guys get a um, an all uh, schematic. Um, in your AR, it's a file that you can open up, and um, if you go to Facebook, you will see that I have uploaded two photos just now of um, the the layout of the Knights Club. Nice. Um, just real quick, what does Little Moss use as AR? Sunglasses or something? Yeah, his cool shades. Sick. I love it. So. So we we probably yeah, all shouldn't go, and we also need to decide what we're gonna do to make it look like a robbery. Are we just gonna try to take as much cash and as much as much you know valuable stuff that we can find? I think that's probably a good idea. Just um, you know, maybe I would assume first off that uh, there would be a computer in the office in the second level. Uh, Maybe in the store. There's got to be something sick in the VIP room. Yeah. So in the VIP room, there's probably some cool stuff, though. There's got to be a vault of some sort for all the the chips and creds and all that sort of stuff that will run through this this establishment. Do you think the storeroom? It's kind of close to the loading dock, so it's probably not ideal. No, it'd probably be once again in the office or um, hmm, where else? In the office upstairs, possibly even the front office in the in the the first floor. Hmm. So if you and Gage go in, who me? Yeah, weren't you going to go in to to put the the chip where it should be? No, no, no. I'm your uh, Overwatch. No, not your you. Not you. I, sorry, did I say Gage or Winter? Uh, you said you and Gage, so I assumed you were talking to me. Oh no, not you. So I was talking to to Little Moss over here. Ah. I think that that's the best thing for the whole group. Yeah. Well, are we going in during the day when the nightclub's closed? Are we going in the the busy time so there's a lot of distraction? But also there's there might be a lot of people around. Little Moss, you up for a, for a daytime robbery? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, if we go... When- are you that stealthy? If we go in at night, like, I can, like, blend in with my six shades and then, like, no one will even know I was there. I can bust into yeah. the office, crack a few heads. But won't there be people in the office? Yeah, like, I can't take them. Yeah, but we're supposed to remain, you know, incognito. The more people that we alert, the more likely we're going to have to kill some people. And that's not what we're supposed to do. No, no, well, parameters state that we are not to kill anybody. Um... Just, just quickly, do we do we have somebody that can hack? Yeah, we can. Oh, we need to make a direct connection to get the chip in. 
I'm just having a look at the grid, at the how we can get in. Maybe we can, we can find out if we've got three days to do this, so we can scope out, um, and go in advance and find out if there's anything else, uh, or if there's any other ways we can get in. We can try and watch, see what guards are around. We can do a stakeout. Um, I'm very much up for a stakeout. Uh, uh, yeah. We can see if there's buildings to the side, like if there's any kind of side streets or anything like that, if there are multiple entrances. Like, if the only ways in through the front door and the storeroom with the loading dock. It seems that way. Like, maybe we, maybe we, all we need to do is make a big commotion downstairs and then we can sneak in upstairs. I think that, like, we can, we can definitely scope out, we, we definitely need to scope out the, uh, the Knights Club. Uh, though I feel like going incognito during their busiest time is the best time to do it. Mm. We can get in and get out. What if we... There uh, will be security there, but I'm guessing that if they have a safe, that there will be security during the day anyway. Because, first off, it's Darkhaven. Mm. What about, uh, myself... Winter and uh, Cortain. We we are out, we're outside. We got little Moss inside dancing away his normal 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 moves, or like separate from us. Are they, are they and are they good moves? I, don't, I haven't seen him dance yet. I don't know. I'm assuming he's. Well, we'll just have to find out. You know, just whether or not they're good. He's still in the club as one of the patrons, as well as uh. Gage, us three, like, you, Winter, take out one of the outside guards, and we kind of, like, rush in, and, like, kind of, like, guns blazing, like, oh, we're gonna take this joint, and while there's all commotion going on, like, the guys from the office might, you know, either, and then, like, come out, or, and then Moss can, Moss and Gage, um, can sneak into the office while we're distracting them with the, uh, the robbery. Why? Why don't like? Why don't we do the like? Go into the nightclub while it's raging. Uh, get people to stand at tactical points around the dance floor and the upper levels. Um, you know, we'll hire some cheap prostitutes so that you know you can make out upstairs and make it not look inconspicuous. Whoa! What? I'm just yeah. spitballing. And. I, I like the first part, but the uh, the prostitutes part, uh, I don't know about that one. Well, you know what? If Cortain's going to get anything, he's going to need to pay. So, just saying. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, while they're doing that, they can kind of go, well, then me and um, Gage can, can sneak into the office, ransack the place, because ultimately we don't need to rob the whole thing. We just need to get into the most valuable room. That's true. We also need to do... We also need to find out, like, if they have any extra security around that office. So we might need to trigger something a day early to find out what their reactions are so that we can know what those tactical positions will be. Mm. If we trigger something... That's a good idea. Are they going to be on a higher alert the next few nights? Maybe. Who... Who would not be opposed to getting incredibly hammered and uh, triggering a security response um, within these three days before we have to pull off this little heist. I can do that. I guess. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, what I suggest is maybe we use the first day, the first two days to, to gauge the um, <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know... Um, whoever here is a, a decent hacker, maybe we can check security cameras and all that sort of thing and see how easy it is to tap into the security network and see what type of time limits we're looking, looking for while we lurk on those networks. Yeah, Cortain, if we can get you in uh, one of the evenings and you can make your way up to maybe the, the office... Um, Causing a commotion towards that way, see what their response is like. Um, yeah, that's that's a good idea. And what I can do is I can scout the entire area and check for any other entrances or um, 
or blockades or windows or anything like that on the exterior of this building. Can I just like go dance or am I going to be conspicuous if I turn up multiple nights in a row? Um, Because I can can use some of my disguises. Oh. Uh, Could you show us one of these disguises before you go into the night's club wearing one of these disguises? Yeah, and then I like whip off my black skivvy and like it's actually reversible and on the... On the other side, it's white. <laughs> and that's all? Yeah. That's your... That's another persona? Yeah. This is... Um... Hello, sir. What's what's your name? That's a nice uh, call... white skin you you've got there. Big Moth. <laughs> um, I'm called... Little, little, little Tree. I'm Som. Tiny Moss. Som. Yeah, it's Moss backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe not. I think we, what we should do is we should save your talents, your dancing talents, your sneaking talents, whatever other talents you might have for the actual night. Okay, cool, cool. So what am I going to do? You like, you need me to do something? Well, you're, you're a, um, you're, look, I don't want to, I don't want to get racy here, but Half orcs and orcs usually work as bouncers. Maybe you'll know one of the bouncers at this place. Is that is that a is that a is a bad thing to say? Um, no, nah, no, nah, that's cool. I mean, it's it's slightly typecasty, but I get it. I get it. I mean, we're st- yeah. we're stronger, so that's cool. Didn't didn't well, one of you guys used to work as a bouncer? Yeah, I still work as a bouncer at the uh, at, oh, at the rusty knuckle. So what I said was not really like wrong, right? It's uh, true. Look, it's slightly bigoted, but I I understand okay. where you're coming from, and I don't want to cast well, dispersions. So, what? well, it's the same thing with with elves. People think that we're you know super intelligent and um, really cool and stuff. Are you saying that's not the case? Well, oh, I've got an I'd say an average intelligence. You know, maybe around uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like IQ. Is that your IQ? <laughs> no, like um, you know, strength, dex, constitution, intelligence, wisdom. Character. Don't understand anyway. what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, me, me either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, well, you know, I would say that I'm yeah a little above average intelligence, but I'm you know not some sort of super brain or anything like that. Um, but you know, I do have. I do have this, and he presses a button on his um, like uh, on, on on his glove, like this gauntlet glove that he's wearing, and down from the sky, you see this white speeder cutting through the air, and it slows as it nears the ground in this alleyway, and these two wheel guard like things, like sort of. Um, move out of the side of the car and these two little uh, legs, sort of um, spider-like legs, come out of the front and the back of these wheel guards at either end of the car and it lands. Um, it's this incredibly sleek speeder. Picture like a, um, a Lamborghini but longer and it has four doors. Sick. And he says... So, you know, the whole... Elves are usually rich, cool guys is kind of a little true. Uh, you know, I've just been working the mercenary gig for a while now and I've been able to pick up this baby. And he walks over to it and he um, pats the hood. Can I ride shotgun? And you can definitely ride shotgun. Yes! This guy, this, this, check this out. He opens the door and uh, on the door he presses a button and there's like a little um, aperture on the door. And it opens up, and he pulls out a beer. Oh my goodness. He throws the beer to you, and he says, I do have to stock the uh, the doors up every few days, because, you know, they only hold about five beers, but it keeps them chilled at all times. You are my hero. Thank you. And he's like, there's four doors. It's a lot of beers. It's like, I like twist the cap off the beer. It makes that like really satisfying. 
noise and like just go 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 gone. Oh yes. All right. So, uh, first off, uh, who who's the hacker here? Was it was it you, Gage? They they mentioned something about you um, yep. going in to place this hardware. Yep. May- okay. Maybe also we can use that car if we want to try and get into the VIP area. Like, well, oh. yeah, that's another thing I was sort of thinking. What yeah. I can do is... Um, depends if you want me overwatch with my rifle in case of an emergency or if you want me to act as a driver and I can drop some people off. No, I'd say we go for the we go for the full full Monty. We go for the incognito. We go for like the full incognito... Like, we all have disguises, we all have personas, and, like, we just in and out, you know? Like, real smooth. Uh, Alright. I don't I don't know about you guys, but uh, it's been quite a while since uh, I've been, been to a club, you know, before the, uh, you know, the whole leg situation. Do you, do you kids, like, you know, I haven't had to break a hip or swing swing dance. Do I bring my, my tail coat and top hat, or... Dust it off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, dude. That's awesome. What are you, like 60? No, no, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm in my 50s. I'm not that old. You know, dwarves live for a very, very long time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a bit awkward now with the whole leg thing. It's pretty hard to, you know, get my, get my groove on. They're not even going to let you in. Yeah, like, how do I get past the metal detectors? It's like you're not wearing the right shoes. <laughs> I can put on some thongs if that's if it can be in. Hold on. Um, Gage, you're a hacker. What if we create a persona for somebody? What if we, uh, whether it be Little Moss or somebody, we 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 choose somebody from this 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 group, this crew, and we create a fake identity. We have maybe Spigs here can be his bodyguard. We can dress Spigs up in a um, you know, in a in a tuck in a black suit with a black tie and a black shirt and big black sunglasses and you know, uh, uh, an augmented earpiece, and um, we can have it look like you know that this. This rich kid has, or whoever this rich person has, come down to Darkhaven slumming. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah, and w- that's probably uh, an option for us if you can pull off. Um, yeah, we could do that. Creating an identity. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the socials up and running and generate a few million followers for him, and then um, and then we'll see on one of the other days if we can get access to part of the system. Maybe we can get him into onto the list for the Ooh. club itself. I say Cortain because he could be like that grizzled, old, older, older billionaire kind of vibe, you know. Is Cortain doesn't look that old to me? Everybody looks old to me. Oh, wait, how old are you? You look just as old as me. Old? I'm an elf, but that's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what do you mean? How old are you? Sixteen. Hmm? What? So you can't get in either. 13. You're not 13. I said 16. Well, you're not 16 either. You don't look 16. You're fucking huge. What? I had a growth spurt. Oh. When? Last year? Thereabouts. That's intense. That doesn't seem healthy. What? Must be just a lot of testosterone or something. I don't know. Yeah, I... It's been a bit weird, like... You know, you get all these feelings and like people right, start Alright, let's get back to the mission. We don't need to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay, okay. Alright, so what what we'll do is... It's too um, too much second, for we'll, Nobody wants to we'll, listen we'll, to me when I talk. That's not because of your age. How about... People are dismissive. We, we stop talking about ages and races and that sort of thing because it's um, probably not the best thing to be talking about uh, when just before we go on a mission. Uh, we forget the fact that Little Moss here may be um, underage, and I just gave him a beer, and he <laughs> is around a whole bunch of adults that may or may not have killed people, many people, um, over the years. Uh, let's forget you, about that. You, okay, you so, didn't grow up in Dark Haven, did you? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I, I yes. could tell 
Maybe no. <laughs> Do you know where you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know how to answer. I didn't want to be uh, shot for not being a dark haven. No, I just could tell whatever. because you were gawking at the fact that an underage child is drinking. And you assume well, he hasn't killed anyone. <laughs> yeah. no, no, just the fact that I I have given an underage boy a drink. It's just something that uh, I didn't see myself doing um, by accident. You you were hoping to do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, you're well, concerned. You know, if I go over, if I go to a friend's house and his son's like, "Hey, Dad, can I have a beer?" and then his dad's like, "Nah," I'll be like, "Yeah, here, here, you go." You know, I'm so that's Wait, a good friend. You, that doesn't seem like parenting. a good friend. Yeah, it sounds like a terrible friend. Well, oh, all right. Well, I'm all for having fun. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Come on. What a. He, like, lowers his head and he's, like, shaking it. Alright, so what are we going to do? Well, so am I casing the joint beforehand, getting real drunk, going and getting a bit abusive, and then and then seeing where the security comes from? Well, are you going to be the um, the person that we're creating this persona around, that, or that's not? Probably the, that's probably for the best, because if I go in and act obnoxiously and extremely drunkenly and disorderly... They're not going to let me back in unless I'm really rich. Yeah. I think if I think about all the places where someone's acted obnoxiously and gotten a shot, it's Biggs. That's true. <laughs> he was right out of line oh. when we went to the security center. Uh, yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, He's, yeah. He was shocking. <laughs> we were told no one's supposed to die in this mission. I think that uh, that is also Spigs. I think <laughs> Spigs is counted. That's somebody think, that shouldn't die. I think if Spigs, like if if this club, if this club, he gets in early, like old man, at six o'clock gets in super early at the club, keeps drinking, like they'll let him in. There won't be a cover charge. They just need numbers in the door. Spigs might be able to get in, and then he can have two or five or ten drinks, and then all someone has to do is mention a family member, and then he'll get thrown out for sure. I think that fits the Spigs role perfectly. <laughs> But don't. Wow. But the, uh, don't, uh, just, the only thing is, aren't we using Spigs as a bodyguard for whoever we send in? Yeah, there? don't we want everyone to be in there on the night we we're robbing the joint? We can't have someone thrown out and then barred from the from the club. Okay, so hmm. that so that throws out that okay altogether. I have an idea. I don't want to do it, but how about I go into the club, and I cause a scene, and then. The night that we decide to do this, I'm just the driver, and I'll, uh, you know, they'll they won't see me, as I will I'll, I'll dress inc- incognito when I go into the club. You mean you're gonna turn your shirt inside out? Um, no, I will. I'll do something a little more theatric than that. Do you want to okay. leave it up to me? Yeah. Yep. I'll go into right. and try and see what we can find from a technical perspective. Okay. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll have, um, Gage, you're going to go into the club, um, with Little Moss as, like, friends, or are you going to go in separate at different times on the evening, or what do we, what do you want to do? I reckon he's going to need my cool factor to get in. (laughs) No, no, do you mean on the night, or do you mean just to scope this place out? Uh, on the night. I'm going to scope this, the place out by myself. And you don't want any kind of technical access so that we can try and get to the cameras and things like that? Or are you good to set well, that up? Well, you can do that from the exterior right. rather than from in, inside. Um, but I will go in and cause the, the, the ruckus tomorrow evening. Okay. Well, I'll stay in the car outside and I'll try and grant, get access while you're doing that then. And then after, right. then after that, we can figure, after you get back, we can find out our... Main plan should more of that. us go in? Because when you make a scene, shouldn't there be other people looking to scope out where everyone's coming from? Well, if Gage is watching on the cameras, then well, I don't we know should if... be able to see it all. Alright. Well, okay. Gage, tonight, go to the... Go to... Or, or just even now, once we leave, go to the club, tap into the cameras, see what you can get and what you can see. Yep. Then, um, just send me a little communication, a message saying, uh, yes, I can, I've got a vantage point to see everything or no, I don't. And then we can have somebody come in the club and, uh, join me 
as a bystander while I probably get beaten by bouncers. Sounds good. Mm. All right. Cool. Hey y'all, it's Luke, your Dungeon Master, your friendly friend, and your neighborhood Dungeon Master. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons, or any other RPG, and you want to find a group to play in or find players for a game you want to run, jump on Facebook and search Dungeons and Dragons Australia. Now, it's a Facebook group and a great place to collaborate with others, share ideas and resources, and uh, most importantly, you can match up players and DMs all around Australia. Now, it's pretty hard for some of us who are into the whole RPG thing to go out and join a bunch of randoms. The admin, uh, Jeff, not our Jeff from the podcast, but another Jeff, is a pretty awesome dude. He's, um, he's made sure the group is very accepting and friendly. Their major rule is just don't be a dick, uh, which is really good, which is great. So if, you, um, if you're looking for a group and you want to join one, uh, just jump in there, ask around, no pressure attached. Create a character, roll some dice, kill some kobolds, and have some fun. Alright guys, I'll see you in the future time. front or in an alleyway of this um around the the knight's club uh, which in in your car or in alleyway or in 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 the car so there's either uh, probably out the front he probably learned his lesson from last time not to park directly out the front of where he's trying to gain access to yep um and he parks around the side alley um and checks for different wireless connections all right Cool. Um, you want to roll and what, like an investigate? Do you think to try and find the right one? Or actually, no, you'd probably just be able to find it. It would oh, probably have no, some shit like the Knights say, Club network say, or something. <laughs> okay. Cause, well, I could do Arcana to try and find, like, do techno magic, or I could do. I would say probably you want to do that to get in. Okay. All right. So to find the network. All right. You find the network easy. Let's just say that. You find the network. It's labeled okay. the Knights Club network. Um, they kind of last a little bit. Like They don't even hide their SSID. And any like, tries to hack into it. Which is brute force password generation. Cool. Roll Arcana. 16. Oh, wait, no. Plus proficiency with hacking tools. 18. Nice. All right. So you you crack this network. You're in. You can see um, a whole bunch of stuff. There are orders for you know certain drinks and kegs and and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, there is yeah access to cameras. There's access to locking mechanisms on VIP rooms. Um, to internal communications like um, you know all of the bouncers have a communication network between them you can get access to that you've got access to the lighting to the big LED board behind the uh, the um, what do you call it? the stage DJ um, you've got access to the sound system you've got pretty much all of that sort of stuff you can have access to it but the only problem is it's got a uh, it's got a pretty like it was fairly easy for you to get in a normal sort of um, lower tier hacker would probably not be able to get in um, but there is like a, um, a program that clears cache and uses every every five minutes so you'll have to like get out and then get back in okay. generate generate a new user and password yeah But otherwise, you've got full advantage of the. Oh fuck! I just closed the wrong thing. Damn it! Control Shift T. 
nice, thank you. Um, <laughs> you've got full access to the club. You can see, um, you can, you can, you can see. There's cameras in the storeroom, in the loading dock. Um, there's even a camera at the DJ booth, and um, that's overlooking the the audience to see, like the DJ can actually see if everyone's enjoying the music and stuff. DJ Booth, that would be a great name for a DJ. Yeah, there's DJ Booth. Uh, and let's cut to um, Winter. He, is anybody going there to sort of watch him I'll go. get kicked out and stuff or what? You're going to go? cool and he goes out in the evening the next the next evening and he's wearing like a um he's dressed pretty incognito he's got his hair tied up uh, in a ponytail and he's got a nose ring and he's wearing like a denim jacket with um like a, a mesh uh, tank top underneath and he's got um, denim uh, pants there's like denim jeans and he's got like big white boots and like heaps of jewelry on as well and he walks up to the club the bouncers let him in because he's a handsome elf boy and he goes inside um, and you know he starts just drinking just talking to people and Wait, where does and this like Cortain what does Cortain dress up as or he's not going in oh, well I'm not going yeah. I'm not going in There's, is there is there a bar on, across the street um yeah there's there's probably a bar you know, across the street there like a little um you know like a like a takeaway a small takeaway place that's just like you sit down and get noodles mm. or whatever and then you can take it away but it's like a bar so People can just stop past and get drinks. Oh, you can sit there. If yeah, you wish. I'll grab grab myself some noodles. Get myself get myself a, a drink. That's a great idea. Nice, like a ramen bar. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah like a ramen bar. And they sell lots of alcohol too. That is and, an excellent um, idea. Yeah, don't put that. Yeah, don't cool, put huh? that in the actual thing. People steal that idea. Well, the thing is, it's it's um, probably illegal to be selling alcohol out in public in the streets and then then drink it there. So the only problem with it yeah, in Australia. Liquor licensing is crap in this country. Yeah, it's shit. You should just be able to give beer to 16-year-old <laughs> kids out of your car door and, you know. <laughs> and there'd be no repercussions. No repercussions. Except people get judgy. The rumandbar.com is already taken. Oh, <laughs> damn. damn. That was That's pretty right. cool, actually. <laughs> so. Um, Sorry, I'm caught up on the wrong part of this plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. All right, so you you wait. It's like two hours, and you're just like, come on. And then suddenly, you see off in the alleyway to the left of the the Knights Club. Um, if you look at um, the first schematic, you see a familiar um, denim jacket wearing elf getting punched in the stomach and then punched in the face as he's thrown out onto the street out of the alleyway and he points at them and he's like you guys are fucking douche rude douche fuck off and then he like (laughs) picks himself up and he stumbles a bit Um, he trips knocking over a garbage can he gives him the finger one of the bouncers then like runs at him a bit and then um winter like sort of sprints off staggering staggeringly sprinting down the street um so with um gauges logging each kind of reaction like who spotted him where they spotted him from what the messages were like over the comms when they got to him all that kind of stuff (laughs) cool so you pretty much gather that he went up to the top level um, and he was drinking up there after dancing and having a few drinks. Um, he then got to a point where he was 
you know, pretty drunk and he stumbled his way over to the office. Um, and if you see on the schematic, there is some stairs that lead down and there are big pillars with an X um, over it. Then there's a little line there between um, the hallway and the office little line that's connected to the pillar is a like a rope barrier um, but it's not rope it's um, holographic in AR there um, there was only one bouncer there just standing watching as he came up he um, he said he needed to go you know somewhere quiet because his head was hurting and um, the bouncer you know was like you can't go through, you can't come through here and then winter sort of was like I paid to get in here and I've bought a lot of alcohol. I can do what I want. And he sort of like tried to stumble past and then, you know, she went down. Now, uh, from between VIP room two and three in the south part of this um, club, there's another um, set of doors. From here, um, two bouncers ran out as this guy called over the radio that he needs assistance to... um, uh, barrier like barrier one and yeah, those two bouncers came and then they started to you know try and get winter out of there but that's pretty much it then they took him down stairs and out to out in the storeroom out past the toilets into that little courtyard area and they started beating on him there and punching him and that sort of shit and then they they finally threw him down the alleyway so there wasn't a, it wasn't a huge response like it wasn't a huge response to that sort of thing it was um yeah it was very sort of lax in a sense okay like maybe maybe people respect this place so they don't cause a lot of trouble you know you don't you're not you're not quite sure but there wasn't a huge it wasn't like 50 guys coming out of the place yeah. the weird thing is um when you've gone there during the day, you noticed a heap of thugs hanging around during the day. Hmm. Hmm. I we, have we all met up again to like the next day to discuss. Yeah. Yep, you've met up in a different alleyway um, to talk and discuss. Cool. So I I have a plan. I'll distract these 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 people. I'll go get pretty drunk dance on the dance floor and then I'll go up to the DJ place that area, take the mic and then just start going on a massive tirade (laughs) that's uh, well I guess that's a a fine idea um hmm and then what well Then I assume it'll not only get the attention of the people on the ground who are called up to help the bouncer up top, but it'll also distract him as... Because from the schematics... Just from the schematics, Luke, it looks like there is... There's that massive... In the second level, there's a massive, like, hole in the ground where you can look down to the DJ and the dance floor. So it'll kind of draw the attention of everyone while Little Moss sneaks in... Sneaks in Gage. Okay, cool. No, that's a that's I like that idea. Yeah, yes. cause the scene downstairs, draw, drawing all of them away. Also, retroactively, yeah. can that that um, holographic um, detection thing is it possible for Gage to turn that off temporarily? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And all the doors are electronically like locked for the VIP and the um, and the office. Yeah, the VIP rooms are. Uh, the office wasn't oddly enough. So it's like it's got to be picked or something. Um, no, it's just got a um, it's got a lock on the inside of the office, but um, it wasn't locked. Okay. Uh, I, I brought my my disguise if you want to see. Um, it's my old uh, my wedding stripes, my um, my suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about the the, the pants though, because you know the whole legs thing is kind of like. Probably a bit too small now. Uh, probably a bit awkward. But uh, the top might work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that works. Just wait. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. That's that's a that's a, a that's an older but nicer suit. Um, and I'm not sure 
like, maybe I should disguise my legs up a bit in case anyone recognizes my, uh, my, my skills. Hmm. Maybe just put some, like, plate over them or something. And, uh, if anybody like, asks, like, just say that like you were from, a guardian at one time. Yeah, well, from, like, dinner? Dinner plates? No, no, no. Cool. Like, plate metal or yes. Oh, yeah, of course, sorry. I had food on the brain. Spi- I haven't, I haven't Spigs, do you have, do you have different sets of legs? Like, you know, a formal one or one where you go out <laughs> to say, to say, the zoo. Uh, <laughs> Cargo legs. Like yeah. safari legs. Yeah, yeah. Do you, can you can you interchange it like a like a doll? <laughs> uh, well, you know. It, the, what, like, what if you wanted to go swimming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can you, you put it like a propeller? Propellers? On? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you got like lighter legs? Uh, this this is awkward. Um. Well, you know, we don't make a lot of money at the shops, so I don't really get to flaunt my uh my alternate leg styles <laughs> so yeah I, I just you know keep keep the one and repair it when needed something to think about in the future all right well yeah maybe something to think about in the future anyway uh that's okay that's fine um look you're a mercenary so you could be working as this guy's bodyguard you know as a part of your job if people recognize you you can always be like oh i'm a also a bodyguard that's fine you don't have to, look, look, you have I'll to put, on, put on some plates some metal plates, not dinner plates. And Paint them uh, black, though, just so it yeah, suits yeah, your suit. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into the get my spray booth and spray cool. them up. Some colours. You have a whole booth for spraying. I like oh, that. Oh, cool. good idea. I paint them like my pinstripes, so it kind of looks like a suit. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's not bad. It's a good idea. Alright, so... Um, tomorrow night. No. Tonight, I guess. Yeah, tonight is when we will pull off this this big um, this big heist. So we're going to have um, who who are we dressing up as the uh, the rich boy from you know in in the disguise? Who who is that? Your Cortain? Are we doing that? Yeah. Okay. So um, I can get you a nice, very nice suit. Um, or do you want to wear some very nice casual clothes? What do you think? I'm, I'd want to wear wear a suit. Cool. He uh, presses a button on his gauntlet, and it like in your AR you can see that it scans you, uh, your like size and height and all your dimensions in a sense. Uh, he then sends it off to a tailor, and he says. I will, um, we'll meet back here. I'll pick you up, um, along with Spigs in the, in my speeder, in my, in my hover car. And then, um, you are the two just enter at any point in the evening and we'll do this. We all good? Um, you've also got, uh, Cortain, you've got about 60 million followers uh, on social networks. Um, so anytime you need to post something, like you need to take some photos, you need to post, um, even do some selfie videos while you're in there. Talk about why you're there. You know, the kids love that stuff. What? Yeah, what we've am- given you a name. Your name's um, D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. Okay. What yes. what what am I? What do I do? What do I do on this on this social media? Do I? What am I known for? Look, I'm sure you'll be fine. Just just yeah, just, just post. I don't know. Just post stuff. stuff up about yep. um, what drinks you enjoy and how how annoying it is when somebody works really hard and and uh, gets a good job that could have been yours. Um, just you know that your that your parents had to hire this this person to fit this position because they were good for it rather rather than just hiring you so that you could get paid good money. I don't know, something like that. Okay. Oh, Gage, if you want to sneak in that uh, that device, what about using the, the bag of holding that I made? When I showed yeah. you last time? That sounds great. Freak, that thing freaks me out, but it sounds great. <laughs> Can you just check it for mice before? Uh... Oh, <laughs> L- little little mouse. Yeah, yeah I, look, I call him little mouse. Uh, 
He's, but uh, yeah, he lives in there. But you know, he he won't he'll, he won't bite you or anything. As, as long as the person who checks the bag isn't thinking of mice, she'd be fine. Stops off at the alleyway. He picks up um, Cortain and Spigs. You make your way flying through the air in this hover car over and between buildings in Dark Haven. One. The hover car slows as it lands out the front of the nightclub. Now the street is busy with people. The neon signs of the street are dim and boring compared to the grand sign above the entrance of the Knights Club. Expensive ground cars and limos and even some speeders are dropping people off out the front of the club. Countless bouncers standing there dressed in black. All their suits are matching. They've got black shirts, black ties, and even their ties have a little LED notch that shows the nightclub's logo. People dressed in various clothing, some are dressed uh, in suits, others are dressed in fine quality fashionable clothing such as leather jackets, um, jeans, glasses, chain wallets, all that cool shit, big boots. Some people have neon light up signs of brands on the back of their jackets or when they walk their boots flash different colours. I need um, one of you to roll a perception check. Let's uh, go with um, either Speaks or um, Cortain. I can be looking at as the guard. Yep, you do it. Alright. Perception. Yep. That is a 19 perception. Awesome. So as you get out of the speeder, you open Cortain's door and you're sort of looking around the place, looking like a bodyguard. You see a woman with uh, flowing blonde hair, tan skin, wearing a red dress, getting into a hopper limo. She's incredibly beautiful and you've seen her before um, on TV. She's a gold medalist in the Arcadian Games. Um, there are some pretty high-profile people coming down to this club. And the um, Cortain, as you get out of the car, you see the grand sign of the Knights Club. There is a Knight's torso lit in blue neon with its helmet, which is also blue. It's got a large red feather plume atop its head. The Knight is holding a kite shield and a lance which are both a bright white neon. Very reminiscent of, you know, like a, um, a playing card, like a king or a queen, how they're slightly turned to the side. That's how the, um, the knight's stance is. Beneath the knight's bust, there are huge letters that read the knight's club. And stretching out from behind the knight are curling ember royal designs that look as if they're moving like a cape in the wind as three sections of the design click on and off in a wave. and I tell tales, and I do other things what bards do. Anyway, I cannot wait to tell you if these guys screw this next one up. This next one is a doozy. (laughs) 
Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for returning my skateboard. It rolled away from me and I thought I was never going to see it again. Um, you can check us out at beyondthedice.com. Um, we're also on Facebook and you can check the latest news there at facebook.com slash btdpod. If you got a Twitter account, add us on at beyondthedice. Also, a really cool one is that guy at the end of our episodes, Crux, at Crux Tales. You can go to our Insta, which is pretty fun. We do all things nerd and geek, which is uh, quite impressive at Beyond the Dice. Thanks again for listening, guys. If you've got some time, please jump on iTunes and, and give us a review so that more people can enjoy this podcast. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. I rolled a hand of fingers. What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, that's five. But there's One four fingers. fingers. They kind of thumb, thumb. Any more obtuse? <laughs> Isn't a hand of fingers four? Yeah. Like a thumb? If you want well, to be you can tell me four or five. It's still pretty shitty. I've got one <laughs> finger for you that I think you might be interested in. <laughs> I just realized I didn't draw any toilets on this club. I really wanted to point that out before. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> shit. I was, was going to make a joke like, oh, we can sneak in through the bathroom window. <laughs> let's just say, uh, let's not, I'm going to cut that out and let's just not mention it. All right, please. I totally forgot about toilets. Maybe this place is so they can just get real swifty. Like they take off the pants shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs>